Hi, folks. This is Gary, and welcome to another episode of What's Next Now, maximizing your human strengths across your digital platforms and in the human world. And today I have a guest who does a beautiful job and has a highly stylized way of blending her human strengths across her Instagram and other social media outlets and in person. Alicia McCaslin, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Gary. It's nice to be here. I recently met you uh, when you were doing a stylist event at my house with my wife, which was which was great. And I've come to um, come to appreciate the work that you do both for women and for men, which is pretty cool to know. For the listeners out there, if you want to follow Alicia on Instagram. You can find her at Toolbox, and let me just spell that out for you. That's T-U-L-L-E-B-O-X. And if you're curious, why is it T-U-L-L-E-B-O-X versus T-O-O-L-B-O-X, then I ask you to Google the word T-U-L-L-E, tool, and you'll gain some additional insight into Alicia's business. And the other thing I found out when I was checking out on LinkedIn is that you and I both went to VCU in Richmond, so we have that in common as fellow alumni for, from that great school and, and the fun years we had there. That's right. I just, um, when you told me that, I was very, that's a neat little um, coincidence. A, ne- a, neat little, uh, a neat little serendipitous twist of life. Definitely. Let's start with your social media. And the reason I'd like to start there, Alicia, is because I've watched um, I watched your your Instagram and I saw you one of your shows, skincare tip number one, never let time define you, you define time. And I thought <laughs> that was uh, that was my faux DJ voice there. I, I I just was so impressed with how natural and authentic and how easy it seems for you to be in front of the camera and to share information. I really felt like I was sitting right there with you in the conversation. And I was curious, has it always been that comfortable, that relaxed, that natural looking for you to have that conversation when you're doing your Instagram posts? Or did you kind of grow into that? What was a piece of that journey like? Well, that's great feedback. Um, Now, I would say in reflecting just um, my path, when I was younger, I think I was um, much more of an introvert, but uh, I believe I developed my skills, um, my social skills when I was waitressing and bartending. Um, and if I'm sure there's many people out there who have done their stunt in the restaurant business, but that will definitely help you get over <laughs> any of your inhibitions with people when they're hungry or they've been drinking. <laughs> um, so that, that's probably where I gained a lot of my confidence and then just working in retail. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I, I've spent a fair amount of time in the restaurant industry as well. So grateful for that experience. Frankly, so grateful to the people today, my sister being one of them who are in that business and making us all still feel a little bit of familiar familiarity with something that we know and and love, which is food and going out, at least getting takeout or sitting outside and hats off and, and gratitude to all those folks. But it does teach you how to uh, to be with people, no doubt. Definitely, definitely. And, and um, how to think quickly on your feet, because you never know what's coming or what people are going to say. So I really do attribute it. I joked in my past um, when I described that, it was almost like my uh, getting my master's 
in um, public speaking <laughs> sorts when, you know, you have to be on. Because I, I think that that is kind of the place where you take command of, of a situation mm-hmm. and you realize that once people, once you have someone's attention and you've gained their trust and confidence. So I do give restaurants and all of those years, um, a lot of the reasons why I've been successful on social media. Hmm. That's, that's neat to know. You talk about gaining trust and confidence. And I wondered when you are with somebody doing a styling session with them, helping them figure out what they want to look like, how they want to present themselves, what looks good on them, what doesn't look good on them. How do you get people to begin revealing to you the way they want to project themselves in the world, how they want to be seen literally and, and how they want to be known. It seems like really when you break it down, an incredibly personal thing. Definitely. And I, I start usually with just a very um, candid conversation about their lifestyle. And sometimes, you know, every client's different. Some are on a career path. Others are um, just kind of using clothing and getting dressed for their life. You know, they adapt to um, what their situations are and they just think have problems. And Mm -hmm. in a era where everyone is outsourcing, I think the field of styling has become something where people are truly letting others guide them in a Mm -hmm. arena where it can be a little overwhelming at times. And so, and I do think that, um, as far as that trust, once you you gain that confidence with someone or gain that trust with someone, they start to expose a little bit more of the things they're comfortable with and the things they aren't comfortable with. And then it becomes kind of like a, um, I don't know, just not a therapy session, but sometimes I have done. I was just going to say that. I, I just was, it was on the tip of my tongue. It is. And people have attributed it to a type of therapy where you help them realize that um, not w- there's no perfect person out there. We all have things that we're self-conscious about. And what mm-hmm. I've, I think once you understand that and people feel a little more relaxed, then you can really dig in and help them understand mm. their body types and get some solutions mm. in order. Have you ever had any right angle turns in a conversation with the client during a styling session where you and they were going in one direction around a certain look or approach or image, and then like some sort of lightning bolt moment hit either them or you, and voila, you just went in a completely different direction? Well, yeah, I think sometimes the whole, just like any type of um, artist, you start somewhere and you have to start trusting where you're going and then you are trying things. So there's a lot of trial and error that goes on in a styling session. Mm -hmm. And what the client may think is going to work for them, when they trust you, you can say, how about we try something completely different just for kick? And I always say just for kicks and giggles. I just said, just, you know, while we're Mm -hmm. here, just try that on. Because their ideas and your ideas are very, not always different, but can be different. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I can envision a solution that maybe they don't think they could handle, but I kind of can get that into play through um, 
you know, that type of right turn. Mm, right. You're, you're, what, what is your superpower skill that you use to take them on that journey? Um, I've always thought my superpower skill is I just have this artist's eye. I, mm. uh, all of my career has been ever since, you know, VCU, I really trusted in all of the things I learned there about scale and proportion and color and texture and knowing when there's too much or too little. And I have another trick when I'm working with clients about the skin to fabric ratio. I always talk about that because I never want the clothing to overwhelm the person. So I'm like, we need to, and that's when I start playing designer and cutting back some of the fabric on them. I'm like, shorten the sleeve a little, open the collar. I can see Mm -hmm. those things immediately. And um, I think that that's what I call my superpower. (laughs) I love that. Do you find that people reveal in the cat in the the casual conversation which invariably occurs you know through this process this hour two hours three hours whatever it is of the of the styling time that people actually start to talk to you about career aspirations or where they're trying to go in their life or some of their goals does that enter into things definitely um all sorts of things we you know i think during a styling session you start to feel really comfortable. Um, and I, I do feel like I have um, a pretty good set of people skills that can put people mm-hmm. at ease and I'm self-deprecating and talk about, a, sometimes I think when you share a little bit and I think you have to be careful, of, it's always the client who is the main focus, but I use some of my own experiences to, to make them feel comfortable. Mm, that's delightful. That's such a important way of building trust is to to let other people into to where you've been in an experience similar to their own exactly exactly when when we were um when we were talking and i learned more about your background it's so interesting to me that from a career perspective your own career you've been in technology you've been in web development you've been in sales you've you've dealt with the public and you still do deal with the public. What are, um, did you have an intentional connection between these career path stops or uh, was there just a, a, they just kind of happened as life sometimes does? They definitely kind of happened because I am a mother and I wanted a career that would kind of integrate being able to raise a family and not be held to someone else's schedule, really. And I, mm. and it was actually, um, I was in technology until nine 11 and mm. then I never went back. I, oh, I wow. after nine 11, I took a definite detour and everything from the technology field was over for me. And I, that's when I started just um, owning my own time a little bit more with my choices and career. Oh, wow. And was it the trauma of 9-11? Was it the realization of how precious life is and how quickly it can be snapped away? Was it the compression that happened in the technology industry? Was it your entrepreneurial drive? Well, I think definitely all of those But mostly what was happening is that when I had, when that moment occurred, Mm -hmm. I think 
the people that I was working with, we were all at a place of reflecting how important it is and how quickly life will go by. And um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, in this one shot, I did not miss an opportunity of knowing mm. my children. So I think it was mm. more family at that point than anything else. Um, and then I knew just being a creative that I could figure the rest out. But I think mm. the nine to five aspect really was owning me and the commute. And um, I think there was time to reflect and know that there was another way to, you know, yeah, to have a living and a career. We um, just last week on the show, we had Christian Rayner from MBO Partners, my business office, and his world is helping individuals find a way to be in business on their own and and not have to manage the back office. So um, I'm just tying those two things together because when you made the choice to have more time for the family, realizing because of 9-11 that life is precious and fleeting. Um, have How do you balance kind of running your business and then the passion of your business, which I, for one, have experienced as so much being with the people and the fashion and, and your love of recommending really great things to people? So how do I blend all of those? I think what happened... So I w- I had a job in a boutique and I was a buyer and had a lot of great experiences going and seeing all the different types of fashion, which has always been a love of mine. And when the owner of the boutique was going to close the boutique, I saw an opportunity through my relationships Ah. with um, the clients that I had to Mm. take my career into doing more of a one-on-one And I loved the idea. And that's when I think when I named my business Toolbox, I didn't want limitations. And even Mm. having a boutique sometimes can limit you if that's all Mm. you have to sell. So the idea of styling, I could look and be anywhere to find those solutions. And that was so freeing. And for an artist, I think that's, that's very important. So I value that. And I think... I can come up with better solutions for my clients when I have that type of freedom. So wow. There lies the passion and how I can integrate it. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes it makes perfect sense. And I've I've heard you say two or three times in our short time here together today that it it is the openness of what you can bring into a client styling session or products or solutions and the artist in you that is really fed by what you're doing. It's just so interesting to hear all the steps that you've had kind of leading you to this point, including an event nobody could have forecasted September 11th, just like nobody could have forecasted COVID right now. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like, you know, God willing, (laughs) we won't have to forecast one of these again. So, so how has COVID changed your business, if at all? Well, interestingly enough, I also work two days a week at a local boutique in Old Town, and um, it's called The Hive. And when COVID occurred, I was one of people that did not mind going in, and we did everything in our power to keep the, I guess, the um, experience in front of Mm. the audience. And that also helped. At first, it was strange, I have to admit, because I thought there was so many more important things 
going on that it felt a little awkward to be talking about fashion and clothing mm-hmm. and sales in front of you know what was what we were all experiencing but little by little i kept getting feedback from clients that said i really really appreciate what you're doing it makes me feel as if there's something normal going on in the world and it's such a great distraction and i i felt more confident in what I was putting out there and stopped thinking and overthinking it and just did and just Mm -hmm. spoke about the things that I loved and why I love them. And then the people were buying them online. So we did this complete pivot from an in-store experience to a complete social experience, social media experience, which um, I give a lot of credit to our owner and just her ability to kind of quickly see that she needed to do something and do something fast (laughs) and it worked. Mm. And uh, the audience was very receptive. I would say incredibly receptive and Mm. they were um, lots of conversations were happening um, through the direct messaging. And it was kind of a moment where you realize, Oh my gosh, retail is going to change. (laughs) <laughs> well, and yeah, it boy, there's a lot out there on that topic. And you are one of the provocateurs who's changing retail. I mean, it, it's happening and, and you're in that you're in that stream right now, which is which is cool. I've, I've gotten to know you through your mm-hmm. Instagram and my, my wife is a huge fan. And I really feel like I know you, which is just so cool. Um, were it not for her having you for a styling session, I wouldn't actually have known you in the human world. But because I do, I can see how you bring the strengths that you've talked about on our call today into both your Instagram and the human world. So I know that my wife and, and many others like her and probably lots of the listeners today uh, are appreciative of of the courage of how the owner pivoted and and you jumped right on in there with her. Yeah, that was um, it, it. It's I think when you have those connections in business, you're just willing to do what it takes, and mm-hmm. you know that the alternative there really isn't an alternative at that moment because you're just like, okay, we're just going to do this, and here we go. And that's it's exciting at the same time because you're you start to just realize what people ultimately want is a connection. Yep. Golly day. I'm just going to, I'd like to just pause right there and let that hang in the air <laughs> for quite a while. What people ultimately want is a connection. That is, that is what I live and breathe. So I am, uh, I'm a thousand percent with you and we get a piece of that connection over, over social connection. But you know, the heart of that connection is, is human born. I have to ask you as we're we're coming up here to the close of the show today, Alicia, what's next now for you? Oh, what's next now? Oh, I I think this year I've decided so I always think of the fall as the beginning of a new year because in fashion it kind of feels that way. I really am going to do, dabble in trying to create more of an online community just mm. through offering maybe a class or two and see how that goes. Like I just, I feel like sometimes I have um, what's great about owning your own business is when you have an idea, you can implement it and you don't have to run it across anybody. (laughs) (laughs) No committees or boards or boss. You just do it. 
right? <laughs> exactly. So I really want to try and see if I can either get um, small groups together that we can workshop. Um, Cause I, I think under the circumstances of realizing that, you know, what we're discussing is the connections that there could be um, some success in that and getting, I like the idea of having more than one person because if you get the right group of people together, everybody starts to feel like their problems aren't just their problems, but there's other women that have the same, you know, things that they're looking at and then we can come to solutions together and then it feels even better. Mm -hmm. Love that idea. Um, I, I'm sensing that's going to be a hit. (laughs) Well, I hope so. I'm sending you those vibes. I'm sending you those vibes. I'm sending out those vibes to you. And, uh, uh, I think a lot of people who've already appreciated what you bring to them during this time and and even when we're all more mobile uh, will continue to appreciate it. I think they'll also probably like the community that you'll build around fashion and other things that will come up. So good for you. I've loved having you on the show, Alicia. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, other than following you on Instagram at tool, T-U-L-L-E box. Is there any place else you want to direct people to? Um, I write once a month for Alexandria Stylebook. And that is a great resource for everything in Alexandria. So you can check out some articles there as well. Cool. Well, there you go, folks. Check out Alicia in either of those two places. Alicia, thanks so much for being on What's Next Now. It's great speaking with you and um, catch up with you soon. 